Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. I am so pleased to be with you today. Today, we've got a really interesting guest. So let's dive in. Let me tell you about my guest. His name is Omar Medrano, and he is, I love this bio. Omar, I love your bio. I have to tell you this, right? Why, thank you. Yeah, it says, not always a highly successful entrepreneur. Omar was often left stuck in his career, watching others dominate the industry and pass him by to reach success that he's dreamed of. It wasn't until he started asking, and I have to tell you, this is like bold and underlined, for what he wanted and stopped letting the fear of rejection get in his way that he started seeing the results that he dreamed of. Now, Omar wants to help turn around flat businesses and those businesses that are on the point of going under. He's a two-time author, and he's also a fellow podcaster, and his podcast is called What If It Did Work? And he has a book by the same name, as well as another called The Vacation CEO. And when he is not teaching business owners how to find profitability, clarity, conviction, and faith in themselves... You can find him doing all kinds of stuff like playing the stock market, working out, indulging in the occasional smoothie while parenting his incredible daughters. Now, Omar, just before I bring you in, I wanted to read this as well from your website because I really liked it. And I think that this is really appropriate for the people who listen to this podcast. So here's some of the words from his website. It says, is the voice in your head telling you no? Are you afraid of failure? Maybe you think you're just too old to begin a new adventure. What if I told you you could squash these fears and silence that scared voice that prevents you from taking the leap and live your true purpose? If you can learn to change just one thought, then I promise you will change your life. So Omar, welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm so excited. Uh, The pleasure is all mine. I'm Honored and privileged to be here with you today. Ah, yeah. And you and I met just on a video coffee chat, and I thought, great guy to have on the show. So 
let's start. Tell me a little bit about your story. How did you get started? How did you come to this place in your business? Things never just happen for a reason. There's no coincidence. My journey started 1973. I'm living in my dash. I I was I, I felt different. Mom and dad divorced before I was born. Never even met my father. So I was a product of a single parent in the 70s, living in South Florida at the time. I'm Hispanic American, but it was the exact opposite. It wasn't the bustling international hub that it is today. I was just fearful of everything. I was fearful of speaking to people. They had me in ESOL, English for Speakers of Another Language. And as you can see, either Dade County did an amazing job getting rid of my accent, or I always spoke English. That fear of rejection, fear of asking out a woman. If I asked out a girl, how about if she said no? The Miami Herald would find out. The whole school would find out. It would be published everywhere. (laughs) So it, it went from that. To, uh, I originally thought Miami was the issue. Miami was the problem. So after I graduated high school, which, by the way, um, I had an endearing assistant principal in junior high that told me it'd be a cold day in hell the day I graduated college. I know. Empowering. <laughs> an encourager. Life. An encourager of the an first encourager day. there, for <laughs> sure. Gave me rocket fuel because I, I, I love the doubters and the naysayers. Well, I moved from a place that everybody went to visit for vacation or to retire or whatnot, because clearly it was not me. It was Miami. So I left to Louisiana, to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because clearly that's where I was going to find the answers. That's where everybody knew me. But I quickly found out when we run our problems, our issues, follow us. And it wasn't until uh, I literally had to be forced to get out of my comfort zone and learn how to speak to people. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of that uh, quote from John Zabatkin, the meditation teacher, wherever you go, there you are, right? And and that's exact. That's true. That's why people don't understand when they go, like couples that are bickering and arguing, yes, they go out on vacation to solve their issues, solve their problems. Well, if it doesn't hit them, when they go away, when they come back, it's still there. But people always try to run, run, run instead of trying to confront their fears. Mm -hmm. And so was there sort of a watershed moment for you? Like when something, something just happened and you said, that's it. Oh yeah. The watershed moment wasn't, it was really force fed to me. I joined a fraternity because I didn't know anybody in Louisiana. I just went to school at LSU no family, no friends. I joined a fraternity and I still didn't speak. Well, they forced me out of my comfort zone. They made me go, since I was a pledge, go to all these bars and talk to women, ask out women, ask them if they want to dance, ask them if I can buy them a drink. Well, all these women were friends of the fraternity, majority of them, and they were programmed to say no. (laughs) For a guy fearful of rejection- business training ever (laughs) exactly exactly they didn't see it that way but it got me out of my comfort zone and then they even gave me a a nickname they i would have to introduce myself as goose from top gun because all i knew how to do was crash and burn (laughs) boy 
Now, I was never part of a sorority or a frat when I was in university, but, you know, there is something about that. Like you could almost take every grade 12 student and have a mandatory course like that, because how often do we hold ourselves back, right? Like think about all the places and all the times we hold ourselves back. And it's funny because I went from a guy that couldn't speak to all of a sudden a guy that had no fear of rejection. Right. And then um, to, they, they, did, they would make me go, and, and this, this did great for me for public speaking. When it comes, to, I couldn't speak still. So what they would do is they would force me to go sing karaoke at these bars with a lot of people. Or if we did a road trip, 70 miles, 80 miles to New Orleans to the Cat's Meow, which is a famous karaoke bar and i would have to talk about getting stretching way past your comfort and i would sing so yeah at, at the time i was you know every time you do something over and over it becomes less and less fearful and i use it to this day when i speak on public stage when i was a financial advisor and i was giving presentations to small business companies so those two things whether it was asking out every girl if she wanted to drink or wanted to dance yeah. and if I and making me sing goofy songs at karaoke night, it really helped me become a great and amazing connector and salesperson. For sure. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, you said something here about, um, you know, this repeated, repeated rejection. And I know that the action is one part, but it's also more importantly, how you start to feel, like what kind of emotions you feel after a certain amount of time. Some people could take an experience like that and really turn it into a very traumatic memory that drives them either even further into their shell. But something in you and how you approached it, you found new thoughts that bolstered this newfound confidence and this newfound courage. So you could take the same experience, but you did something different. And I'm wondering if that is something that you bring to working with your clients with the turnaround concept. Well, with my turnaround concept, I've always had to stretch way, way past my comfort zone. Confidence just means you have to accumulate small win after small win and you keep on stacking and you create create a new plateau what happens is a lot of people whether it's personal development business development they start retreating mm -hmm. and either we're growing or we're dying but if you keep on retreating if you keep on focusing on the negativity focusing on the naysayers the haters or focusing on a future i had a client tell me well 18 months from now they're going to go bankrupt. I'm like, tomorrow's never guaranteed. 18 months. We're living in the present. We're going to do stuff today. So that's like the ghost of Christmas future that will never visit you. So don't focus on that. Focus on right here, the now. Yeah. Focus on what you can do in this moment, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So with your business specifically, what's the legacy that you want to leave? Oh, in my book, I talk about it. We're writing our obituary. We're writing, we're creating our legacy. I'm the master of my life, the creator of my destiny. I spent 20 years 
chasing money, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur. I know my true calling or I found my true calling to be in service, to help out others. It's like what Zig Ziglar says. If you help out and other people find their success, you will be successful. And at the end of the day, when when I do meet St. Peter, Jesus, God, I want them to go, you know what? You did everything you could and you helped the most. And when, when my kids read my eulogy, I want them to say he was an outstanding dad and he helped as many people as he could, whether they had the funds or whether they did not. He just wanted to help. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that when you and I first spoke, I really, you know, this, the fact that you're such a connector and that heart, that's the thing that I noticed. And that's, you know, so just that feedback to you that you're, that it's visible, it's visible now. And I love that Zig Ziglar quote, and I still think something more about it. You know, like at the surface level, it's if you help enough people get what they want, then you'll get what you want too. But most of what we want is that feeling, the feeling of accomplishment, the feeling that we're doing good work in this world, the feeling that we're making a difference. And yeah, we get the outside. We get the outside success, the money, the clients, you know, the toys, sure. But the success is how we feel, right? We go out and we help people. We feel like we're making a difference. And then from that, here comes the here comes the outer stuff as well. But the real first place that you see the reward is how you feel about the work that you're doing and how you're connecting with people. Oh, always. And I... I do help people in every aspect, the personal development, the business development. There's so much free information out there. YouTube that I, I deliver my, my videos on Facebook, the what if it did work page. And I don't want anybody to ever say, Hey, he turned his back on me. I, I laugh and joke and tell people I'm like the St. Jude of personal and business development. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new, there's a new subtitle for you. <laughs> I have um, a slightly different question, just taking the conversation always. down a different path. So what basic habits do you always return to when you're faced with a difficult problem? Meditation, mm -hmm. uh, gratitude. I mean, that's the first thing I do in the morning is I, I thank God. I thank the universe for giving me this opportunity for blessing me. I'm 49. I've got perfect health. I've got two amazing teenage daughters, 17 and 15, that are thriving and in perfect health. You and I were doing this through, you know, the internet. We have AC. We have running water. There's just so much. And just to say thanks, you know, so many people wish they had that opportunity. And also just the meditation and whenever those limiting beliefs, because the limiting beliefs we have were brought to us courtesy of our childhood, whenever they start creeping in, I just take a step back and I, I'm like, oh, that's my that's my little voice. Let me rephrase the question. Mm -hmm. Those are things that I do. And, and, the I, and way I never focus on, on, on the past. Yeah. Uh, you and, I'll, I'll talk to you about my past or I'll talk just to inspire, to motivate. But so many people live in history or her story instead of just being in the present and just saying, Hey, you know what? Everything that I ever did, the inconsequential to 
life-changing experiences have led me all those decisions to right here, right now. And I have to um, also comment that when you were talking about the gratitude and that that is always um, like I'm 100% yes, I agree. Gratitude, meditation. When you're talking about that voice of your inner critic, I really appreciate the gentleness about how you spoke about that inner critic. And I, I wanted to point that out, especially for the listeners, because it's so easy for us to get caught in that voice and then use that voice as um, like push against the voice. And that actually makes it stronger. But when I hear you talk about that voice of the inner voice of self-doubt in a way that's gentle, now you can release it so much easier, right? Do, do you oh, find that too? Yes. Um, we are a product of our childhood. I'll always be an introvert, but I'm aware of that. And I need to stretch past that. I'm not going to be the life of the party, but now I can show up to the party and converse and connect with people. And yeah, we, we always go back to those patterns of self-doubt. And the, the number one thing, quit. we need to forgive ourselves and quit just beating ourselves up over our past decisions. We, we, we're, yes, we're made in God's image, but we're not perfect. We, we all make mistakes. They're called learning experiences, learning opportunities. Yeah, agreed. Hmm. So what's the next step for you? What's the next step in your business? Where are you, where are you growing to? I, I want to, I, I, I want to be known nationally on, and not just, regional, not just local, not just amongst like Grant Cardone's peers, or I just want to be able to help as many people as possible. When I wrote my book, it wasn't to become a bestseller. I just wrote it with the goal of helping one person. And if I could help out two people and then three people, and this just grow into that, because if I didn't want to write a bestseller, I mean, I'm an externalist. I have two degrees in journalism. I could have easily just written fiction because a lot of people are already tuned out and they live in fiction instead of realizing that they can create their own fantasy life. Yeah. Create their own story, write their own story. We're writing our own story as we speak. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, it's very interesting. So what, just as we, you know, move into wrapping up this discussion part, what one thing have you not said yet that you would love to share with this audience? The one thing that I'd like to say is, you know, I'm open, I'm available. Yes, I joke around and say I'm the St. Jude of personal business development, but you can telegram me, you can fax me, you can call me, you can DM me, and I'm always available that and now I, I joke about all those other forms because you know those are old forms of communication <laughs> but communication i will listen and i will answer your question just don't dm me that you want to sell me forex or crypto or that <laughs> yeah right or that i look horrible and that you're a 20 year old 
and you can make yeah. me look like a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. And yeah. anything else, if it's a real business question, a real personal development question, I will answer you. Omar, that's amazing. I love that openness. Thank you. So for those uh, people who are listening and they want to get a hold of you, they want to read your book, they want to find out more about you, how can they do that? I'm public on every social media aspect because it's called social media. Omar Madrano on Facebook, Omar Madrano, uh, 73 on Instagram. There's two. Uh, I'm the guy that posts pictures of both kids. Somebody cloned my account. I will never try to sell you crypto or Forex. That's a fake <laughs> account. Yeah. Uh, what if it did work on um, Facebook? Join the group. We all do videos. I do videos. I never pitch my services. I let other people do whatever because it's an open forum. And I'm I'm available there. Send me any message. Uh just hit me up. Oh, and my book, uh, What If It Did Work yep. on Amazon, uh, Amazon bestseller. And also uh, soon it's complete. Editor has it. Just need uh, the testimony quote, which I got. Uh, the Vacation CEO, which was uh, a nickname that social media gave me. It's awesome. So everyone, I'm going to put all those links in the episode notes. Check out Omar. He is a guy with heart. He will help you listen to his message, get into his world. There's lots for us to learn from him, his approach, and his service mindset. Thanks again, Omar, for joining us. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.